Hi guys, and thank you for joining us again for another edition of Radcast. We've put out quite a lot of material over the last few months, which we hope you've enjoyed. So we thought that this month we'd take a little bit of a breather and put out another Ramblings episode, just to recap on what's been going on with Radcast over that period, talk a bit about a few current issues, and give you a heads up as to what we're going to be doing in the coming few months. So if you've tuned in for some hardcore uh, grassroots journalism, then I'm afraid you're probably not going to be getting that in this episode. But um, So today we'll just be a bit more of a lighter note. But hopefully still um, enjoyable. Um, We're so, here for entertainment. Yes, yes, that's our primary purpose. <laughs> so what has happened since our last Ramblings episode in October last year? October, time flies. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. like only yesterday. Well, um, I think one of the major achievements, one of our major achievements is passing the 2A exam. Yep, yeah, very pleased I don't have to do that again. That was um, a considerable feat. For those of you that don't know what the 2A exam is, it's a second of your free membership exam. So after your anatomy and physics, you do um, a 2A exam, which is basically clinical radiology theory. Um, Two three-hour papers, yeah. 120 questions per paper, all on the same day. It's, uh, yeah, there's it's just, a marathon. Yeah, there's just so much that you have to um, learn for it. So well, it's probably the, the least pleasant exam I've ever had to advise for. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just so much, so much volume. Definitely. Spending all my free time in the library. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same seat. But, yeah, we both managed to pass it, which is good. Um, would have been awkward if one of us had failed. Um, yeah, that yeah. would definitely have had implications for um, getting material yeah. prepared and, and out there over the last few months. Yeah, but lucky for you guys, we both we both passed. Do you have any tips for anyone who's going to be doing it in December? Well, um, I think for me, what I thought in the exam was that the questions were quite different to what I'd been doing from the question books. Mm. And I think if I was having to redo it, then I would use the main textbooks more than I did. Oh, really? So, yeah, well, I got to a point where I was just doing questions, and I think yeah. that that was probably to my detriment. Yeah. Did you use the same textbook as I did? Crack the core? Crack the FRCR? Yeah, crack the FRCR, yeah. and then um, some online resources. and. Yeah, I mean, that would be my main tip, would be the crack the FRCR book. It's like the gospel. It's basically two volumes, and it's got all of the subspecialties in it, and... It's note form. Um, it's very high yield in yeah. terms of facts. So if you're, kind of, yield. if you're the kind of person that highlights stuff, then you will literally be called the, the whole, whole book. Page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and also, it's written in a really casual way. There are jokes in there. Oh, a yes. lot of them very inappropriate. But um, I think he's on that on purpose because you were saying that one way that people learn is if they associate with an emotion, um, especially humour. So if you're learning something and um, there's something funny about it or you find something funny, then you're more likely to remember it. So I think mm. he may have done that on purpose. Um, there may be some method behind the, the madness. Um, but yeah, no, 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 the jokes is like if, if there's like you're reading a section and there'll be like um, a boob joke and then you just remember everything about breast lesions um, because of the boob joke. <laughs> I, I think he's done that on purpose. I, I think yeah, um, yeah. I think there's some yeah. So definitely um, crack the FRCR. He's not paid us to advertise it, but that yeah, would be... that's, I'd say that's a that's a good place to start. And if, if there's anything from there or any concepts that you're not sure about, then go and look at them in a more yeah. detailed textbook. Um, another thing I found, maybe closer towards the exam, when I was, I'd finished Crack the FRCR, I'd done some questions, just to sort of tie everything in and refine the knowledge, was radiographics articles. Yeah, they were really I good. I thought they were, yeah, quite good. And actually, they're written in quite an 
easy way to follow and there are pictures in there as well lots of illustrations and so it's actually quite um a bit of light relief yeah, which, yeah. well funnily enough you should say that one consultant at one of our regional tertiary centers right actually said that to prepare for the 2a all you have to do is read every radiographics article from the last 10 years. He's got a point. I mean, <laughs> you'll definitely pass. Um, you may die in the process. You may, like, kill yourself, but no, you definitely pass. Um, but I think that sort of tells you how brutal the um, revision for this exam was, that I actually yeah. looked forward to reading radiographics articles because they were a break from the, um, <laughs> the torment of, of all the other stuff we had to cover. So, yeah. That, that's good. So, crack the FRCR and read graphics articles yeah. and some good question books. I know I said that the the question books I was probably a bit too reliant on, but I do think that it's useful at the start of your revision to do some questions to kind of put the fear in a little bit. Yeah. Because then you get a bit of an idea as to as to what you're up against, which can motivate some people. Some people like that kind of thing. Yeah. Don't, but yeah. And time. Time. I think time mm. is the main thing. Yes. The exam, it's just loads of facts. I don't think the actual theory is particularly difficult, but the volume of stuff you have to learn. Essentially, I mean, these used to be in six individual modules in all the subspecialties, which are now combined into one exam. So there's just so much to learn in one go. So I'd say if you're, if you're going to see it in December, you want to give yourself yeah. a good six months. Um, I think that's the most important thing, giving yourself plenty of time. And now we have 2B to look forward to. Yes, not prepared for an exam like that before. No. So, um, By all accounts, it's, um, it's a more pleasant exam to advise for, actually. Sociable. Um, yeah, sociable, a lot, a lot of viber sessions, um, which I think is going to be quite fun. I personally think that hot seat teaching is actually one of the most enjoyable things about radiology. I think I may be in the minority in that. But it's like you sit down and it's, it's, it's like trying to solve a puzzle, isn't it? It's like a game. It's what we do every day, but yeah. you just have to talk through what you're doing instead yeah. of just producing a report. So, yeah, I think that'll be it, it'll be a lot more pleasant to advise for than um, being shut in your room for 10 hours a day, yeah. not eating, maybe showering every other day at <laughs> those levels. None of that anymore. <clears throat> We're over that. And actually, it'll be good because I think it prepares you for actually being a proper radiologist. Yeah, I think that's the whole point of the exam, yeah. isn't it? Um, a truly, it's a truly representative of the work you're going to be doing, which is quite rare for exams, actually. Most of the exams you do are mainly for academic purposes, aren't they? I must say, it is in my thoughts every day now. Really? It makes you get, yeah. get some other things in your life. I know. Like, I haven't, loser. I haven't actually... <laughs> you go to sleep dreaming dreaming of... Um... Yeah, I wake up I wake up and the first thing I think about is the TV exam. Okay. Floundering, don't know where to start. What do I do? No, I, um, I'm. When I'm, to begin? I've sort of, um, I sort of set myself. Um, I think June, going to Brazil at the end of this month, and then when I come back, it'll be like yeah, it's, yeah prep because we have till October. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that should be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hopefully after we um, successfully pass that, we will be able to give you some tips on um, how to pass a 2B and um, what courses to go on, because that's another thing. There's so many courses. Everyone wants your money, and you can yeah. literally spend like £10,000 um, preparing for this exam. I know, and you could spend so much time travelling up and down the yeah, country as well. Yeah, it's just stressful. I think a lot of people do probably um, overdo it. And, uh, yeah, I think there's, you know people say that courses advertise as saying, well, people that attend our course have a pass rate of such and such. And you wonder, is that just because people who attend loads of courses are more inclined to have the fear to 
to do more work. Yeah, so they were going to. Is it the courses or is it yeah. just. Um, is it a self selecting. Is it the personality types that attend yeah, those courses? Probably. But I think that there's still a lot to be said for regular Viva sessions mm-hmm. within the region and just, just regular practice. And then not neglecting the rapids. That's something we've yeah. been. Um, a lot of people have mm-hmm. warned us. The rapids, it seems like. So you basically have to report. 30 plane films in 35 minutes and some yeah. of them are normal some of them are abnormal and a lot of people prioritize the viva sessions over that and then fail on the rapids which is a bit of a, a shame you put all that hard work in and then you fail on not being able to spot a fracture which um, <laughs> so, <laughs> is the the radiology 101 isn't it so yeah that's um mm. i'm definitely trying to pack in my plane film interesting with 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 the courses, one of my friends who is post two B, um, he said to me, "You don't know what you don't know." That's very so he was it's very profound, isn't it? So he was of the the mindset that he had to attend loads of courses around the country mm-hmm. to get the perspective of different regions and viva styles of of different people. Because when you go down to wow. London, there's people there from everywhere. Yeah. So did he spend like a fortune on? I think he probably did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, right, so that's um, that's exams. Um, yes. What about Radcast? Seeing as this is um, a Radcast, um... I know. Yeah. Um, so when was Ramblings? October last year. A lot has happened since then. So we've done what seven seven interviews since then, by my counting. Um, any particular highlights? Oh gosh, um, I think that they've. This is going to sound so diplomatic now, but I think that they've all been really good in oh, different ways. Oh, that's rubbish. Yeah, get off the fence, mate. What's the... <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I have to say, my, my, my personal favourite interview was with uh, Dr. Hedwig Riesack right, when yeah. we were in Vienna. Yeah, that was, because uh... right from the start of teeing up the interview to meeting her in this opulent hotel and, yeah. and recording. and It was like the set of a Bond film, <laughs> the hotel. It's, it's definitely the nicest hotel I've ever been in. We were following Google Maps to the hotel and then we stood outside <laughs> and we were like... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. um, what else? So I think after Ramblings, we spoke to um, Chris Clark, who's the founder of Radiology Cafe, which was quite good because he put us on his website, so it was good to actually yeah. do an interview yeah. with him. And that was an um, important one because it was the first interview we did remotely. It, we, we decided we had to cut the umbilical cord because while it's good to sort of go and interview people in person, you can control it more, you build up a rapport with them, it does limit you to interviewing people in your area. So we essentially, we had to at least attempt like a remote interview over the internet to see if it was possible. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd basically be limited to interviewing people in the Northwest. Yeah, and it's and not possible only, to always yeah. travel to, to see people and coordinate yeah. schedules and stuff. It's a bit tricky. Yeah. But um, yeah, Chris was fantastic. We had some teething problems with technology. Mm, so we always. did actually have to always, re-record yeah. the interview and he was very accommodating for that. So we're very grateful. But yeah, so now we've done that. That was successful. We've not actually recorded a remote interview since having said all that, but, <laughs> but it does open up our horizons and we should probably try and hook up a, a Transatlantic interview or something. That would be cool. Definitely. Well, we've got the, the two yeah. be done. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so any other good ones? Well, the last one, that was a very entertaining one. Yeah, yeah, that was was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. when we went to meet Mr. Philip Ward, editor-in-chief of Ant Mini Europe, Mm -hmm. at his house on his birthday. Yes. And then went out for for dinner afterwards (laughs) with his wife and daughter. Slightly slightly, um, unexpected, slightly random, but in the end it it turned out to be a really fun evening. Yeah, I had a great time. And the the meal was really good. It was interesting interviewing someone who has such a wealth of media experience, as opposed to just... You know, a radiologist yeah, or someone talking about their particular subject area. 
And the way he spoke about radiology, he just made it seem so interesting, like talking about the money and the disputes and the... The, the characters. Yeah, the characters. And <laughs> like, it just made it seem like it was something fit for Hollywood rather than <laughs> um, just a medical specialty. Yeah. I think radiology is unique in its sort of appeal. There, there's so much going on in radiology that can keep journalists interested. Um, of course, we can't forget our interview with uh, Dr. Karen Landers from yeah. Alderhey on paediatric radiology. That was also very entertaining. A very, um, it's a shortage specialty, which is, I mean, even a place like Alderhey, which is like one of the one of the most prestigious children's hospitals in the country, and even there, they're struggling to fill consultant vacancies, which seems just crazy to me. But yeah, um, but yeah, that was a really good. Interview. Knew it's going to be good because Dr. Landis just on a day to day is um, um, hilarious character and she was Effescent. yes, that's the word, um, and she was um, <laughs> to the good form. So that was a really good interview. It was around the time they were filming the BBC Two Hospital series there as well, and she was quite instrumental in making sure that the producers of that show featured radiology on it. So we were able to talk to her about that, and yeah, that was that was that was quite good. Yeah, no, I thought it was a really really good really good interview. Um, so yeah, we're just past the halfway point. We in are our, indeed in our we five years of training. Senior, we are senior trainees now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that at all. No, no, no. Maybe we maybe when we pass the TV then I'll... I don't think that. I I think that's what people. I think people feel like you prefer the TV and then after you're going to be ready. But having spoken to a lot of people who just sat it, I don't think you are ready when you finish it. I think it's. Yeah. I don't think you ever feel ready. I think it takes a while. Um, so yeah, as I say, halfway through training now. So um, what yeah. do you think? How, how's has it been? Everything you you dreamed of. Has it been everything that I dreamed of? Yeah. Yes. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy with where I've got to so far. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think uh, it definitely is the... Actually, no, you finish. I'll ask you a question. I should let you, I should <laughs> let you finish. That's really, really poor interview. Yes, time. I was in the zone then. I was <laughs> yeah, like... Sorry. I don't care what you think. This is what I think. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I am happy with where I am so far. I'm happy with the plan that I've got for the rest of training. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's a it's a great specialty. Um, yeah. I obviously I did something else beforehand. I did core surgery. Yeah, training, um, yeah. Why did and you I've never do looked that? Back. Why did you do surgical training first? That's a very good question. It's a lot. Now I don't know. I think that when you're in like medical school or even foundation, then what you think you enjoy, you don't right. necessarily enjoy yeah. because yeah. you can just pick the best bits of it. Like, if you're a medical student and you think you like surgery, you could just go to theatre every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whereas you don't see all sides of it. And then when you're actually, like, doing something every day, living and breathing it, mm-hmm. then you, you, you're in a position then to make a decision so it wasn't about everything you, you to you, it wasn't everything you thought it was going yeah, exactly. to Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I did yeah. anaesthetics F1. I was going to do anaesthetics, but I didn't actually, like, apply for training. I was close to. And, yeah, I mean, as an F1, I basically just went to theatre all day and did, like, the nice routine day cases um it's a scary thought no no the last last thing the last thing that you see before going to sleep for an operation (laughs) is your face wielding syringes there there, are worse there are worse (laughs) things to look at i'll have you know um but yeah so i just went to theater and did the sort of day cases but i didn't do much of the itu or the labor ward Mm -hmm. and other parts of the job and then when i came to apply and thought about having to do those other things i decided actually while i like anesthesia I don't actually like lots of elements of the job so yeah I changed my mind but yeah I, I made the decision before I started mm. training unlike you who took a bit longer to come round to the dark side 
Yes, yeah. Got there in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's definitely the best training. It's hard to say when you haven't experienced the other training programmes, but we have so much teaching. There's very little service provision. Um, you, you get feedback on everything that you do in, in the day as well. Yeah. You know, all your scans are getting checked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do get feedback on, yeah. on everything. I think we are the envy of a lot of our... Um, Registrar colleagues. Mm, so it's very structured training. I think anaesthetics is actually another structured training. Yeah, program. but you're in you're in you're in at night all the time as well. No, you can't. Yeah, can't remember that. So, yeah. <laughs> um. so um, we are kind of getting to that point now where we have to decide what we're doing for senior yeah, subspecialty life training. Life after registrar training, scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what are you thinking subspecialty wise? I have decided to commit to MSK. MSK? Really? Yeah, yeah. I suppose for a former aspiring orthopod, were you? Yeah. Or, yeah, so it's, it's, um, that makes sense. Mm. Um, I like the idea of MSK, but I think I'm going to go with head and neck. Mm. I like the, um, it's quite, it's similar to MSK in ways, there's like lots of MRI and there's a few practical procedures, probably yeah. not as many practical um, procedures as MSK. Um, but yeah, it's a good mix of the modalities. It's lots of ultrasound as well, so I think that's what I'm going to be careful. Yeah. For. yeah. Um, what about fellowships? What are you thinking about fellowships? That's another area where I have yet to decide. Mm. I think certainly for MSK, if you if I wanted to work in a tertiary centre, then I would have to do a fellowship. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably true for doing anything in a tertiary centre. Yeah, probably. But for a DGH. I'm not sure that it would make that much of a difference yeah. to my job prospects. I think yeah. if I was to decide to do a fellowship, then the main reason for doing that would be for just general life experience of working in a different country for a year. Yeah, I was um, quite set on going abroad for a fellowship. It's a massive undertaking to basically move your life for a whole year. But the experience I've had of working with radiologists who have work, worked abroad is that they do have a lot of knowledge. You see just completely different cases. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there was a new consultant who, when I was at All The Hay, moved there from Singapore. And there was this really obscure, inflammatory CNS condition. Um, oh, I've forgotten what it's called. Um, it's like a, a necrotizing encephalitis or, or something, which was really common in Singapore. And he just saw this case on MRI and said, yeah, it's this straight away. And everyone else was sort of scratching their heads trying to work out what was going on. So, And that was and that just made me realise that the pathology that you'll encounter in different parts of the world is completely different. And mm. it would be good to go. Um, the, the cases you're going to see in the UK are pretty much going to be the same regardless of yeah. Where you are, unless you go to somewhere really remote, like I don't know the Highlands or, <laughs> or um, yeah. So yeah, so you've got to weigh that up. Mm. It is a lot of effort to go abroad, but I think in terms of life and clinical experience, it probably is a good idea if you can be bothered. Yeah, I mean, I've not actually spoken to anybody who's done a fellowship and then has come back and regretted going. Absolutely, that's everyone true. That's true. has so always really spoken good. very highly yeah, and, and recommends it. Yeah, I think one of the things we're planning on doing is doing like a fellowship review. Of people who've been away, we got you know, some of our like seniors have been to various parts of the world on fellowships. So if, if we can speak to them about their fellowship experience, I think that would be very useful. Um, so what about working abroad then? Would you work abroad? Um, working abroad, I would. Um, yeah, I you're thinking of going to the well. Middle East, aren't you? For the culture. Yeah, for the, for the culture. For the culture. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of it. I think that there's, there's a lot the to be cult, separate. The culture of low tax. 
can't knock it. <laughs> no, no, I think, it's, I think it's great. But I think, yeah, I think that there's, it's important to to have a more of an understanding, yeah, rather than just the taxation structure of the <laughs> of the Emirate. <laughs> yeah, especially you know moving out there with potentially moving out there with someone who isn't a doctor and uh, yeah, no. yeah, job prospects in other industries and all that kind of things. So, very true. Very true. Yeah. But there's prospects out there, radiologists, where employable. Yeah, it's good, it's, go good, it's good to have the options anyway. It's good to have the options yeah. if you don't take yeah. them up. Definitely. So, um, one year on now from the conception yeah. of Radcast. I actually looked at the um, WhatsApp group that we got. Um, it, it was created on the 11th of April, 2018. Um, so, yeah, um, it's been thoroughly enjoyable so far. It's um, definitely a massive... I mean, we... I may come across as a natural, but this is a massive step outside <laughs> my comfort zone. Um, yes, because you're such an introvert. Yeah, no, I am. I am. I've done the Myers Briggs personality test. I'm an introvert. <laughs> I am profoundly introverted. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, but definitely, I read a quote. I think it was on Instagram that source of inspiration. Your comfort zone will kill you, and I think that's definitely wow. yeah profound. Gosh. Um, I saw it on an influencers page, and it definitely influenced me. Really influencing yeah. that. No, yeah. no, no, your comfort zone will kill you. So um, it's always good to push yourself and do stuff that you wouldn't necessarily do just so you can sort of. Well, you surprise yourself then. Absolutely, definitely. No, I would agree with you. I never thought that I would be recording myself. Like, on, like you're on a massive microphone. attention seeker. This is this is this is <laughs> right up your street. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so um, what would you say is your proudest achievement so far with Radcast? Um, gosh, that is difficult. I think so many. I think there's so many. There's so many um, times that I've been surprised by how well things have gone. Like when we approached Chris Clark from Radiology Cafe, the next thing we're on the website. Yeah, that's good. Or when that's we emailed Doctor Resac, and then. Yeah. Next thing we're I think people, a, yeah, people are very receptive. Actually, um, yeah. you sort of put these people on a pedestal, but they're actually real people. And at the end of the day, we are just radiologists. It's not like approaching um, a movie star. Or something. No, I know, but what my point is that they they don't have to help us, no. um, but they choose to, and that's I yeah. think that's really cool. And uh, people generally enjoy being interviewed. I think it's yeah. Um, it's, yeah so, mm. um, I think my highlight has been we got some messages from some soon-to-be ST1s who had been listening to us in the lead-up to their interviews. And I think it even mentioned that they'd been listening to us or dropped some knowledge that we'd imparted to them um, in their interviews. <laughs> that Radcast and, wisdom. Yes, yes, those Radcast gems. Um, <laughs> and they sent us messages saying that listening to Radcast helped them get into radiology. And that was really, that's really good. So if we never release another episode, which we will, don't worry, I think we've um, made a positive impact on at least two people yes which is, which yes. is good and that makes it all worthwhile absolutely that all makes hours. all the hours <laughs> and all the travel <laughs> worth it um yeah so um what are we going to do for the rest of the year um it's going to be tough because we have the 2b coming up and that has to be a priority because if we don't yeah. pass that there is no red cast if we don't actually pass know, it exams. having to yeah so again next april is unpleasant but i think um at least for the next few months um we're going to ukrc in june we found conferences are really usually quite successful and we get to speak to people there and yeah they're usually quite productive um events so we're going to ukrc on the 9th of june hopefully speak to a few people there we're actually going to be doing 
sort of a collaboration, you could probably call it, with Art Mini Europe, and we're going to be yes. trying to put, produce some content for them, which is good. Um, yeah, that's a very exciting proposal that we got mm -hmm. there. Just have to make sure that we do a good job, otherwise yeah, they won't always, to come always, back. That's always, um, <laughs> that goes without saying. Um, yeah, so go to UKRC, do some interviews, put out some more regular interviews, and then I think we're going to try and branch out, try something different after the 2B exam in October. Because, yes. yeah, it's always good to try new things. Yeah, I think um, the intention really over the next sort of month is to make sure that we can record enough stuff to keep us going up to the exam. But then once the exam is done, then uh, there are big things on the horizon. Big things, yeah. Uh, particularly if you're an undergrad or someone interested in getting into radiology or a foundation doctor applying yeah. or something like that. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So that's mainly it. So more of the same and a little bit yes. different as well. Yeah. Yes, Keep maintaining the standards. Try to try to try to even raise the standards. Yes, if that's possible. If we if we manage that with this episode, you know, <laughs> don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening. It's much appreciated. Um, everyone who listens and gives us feedback and so on, and keep listening and keep spreading the word. Yes. Um, and we'll be back next month with a normal interview. You'll be pleased to hear. Yes, I know. We'll have a guest, so uh, you won't have to listen to us for the entire time. <laughs> There'll be a nice breather from that. Yes. So in the meantime, if you want to keep up to date with what else is going on with Radcast, then uh, you can check out our social media accounts on um, Instagram and Twitter. Um, and yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>